Hello everyone and welcome back to the newest episode of our podcast, Muddling Through. Today we are back on Zoom, so you might hear it a little bit glitchy. It's possible we've already had Wi-Fi difficulties, but you know, we're moving. Um, Today we are muddling through feeling embarrassed about things you shouldn't. So these are all things that we feel embarrassed about and we know that other people probably feel the same, um, but we just kind of want to bring some light to them and normalise them um, so people know that you're not on your own and really they are things that we should not be worried about or embarrassed about. So... Charlotte, what are some of the things that you feel embarrassed about, but you know that you shouldn't? So one thing for me is my period. Obviously, I feel like it's a bit of a taboo talking about periods. And there's often like an internalized message that periods are gross and they shouldn't be talked about, which is just ridiculous because obviously they're such a natural thing. I remember when I got my period when I was younger, I actually think I was one of the kind of first girls in my year at school and I was so embarrassed to like tell anyone or like anybody in my classes knew or anything like that and I just hated it. But I feel like there are definitely many things kind of surrounding periods that make me feel uneasy and definitely shouldn't. And one of those is asking my dad to pick me up any sort of sanitary products when he goes to the shops. Like it's so ridiculous. Like this man literally has a wife who has children. Like I highly doubt he's gonna care if I ask him for like a couple of tampons. But I think the same with like my boyfriend. Like I'm never like, oh Louis, can you like pick me up some tampons or whatever at the shops just because I feel like embarrassed about it. And I feel like, I don't know if that's something that other people feel like as well, but it is just something that we shouldn't be anxious about. Um, and I actually um, was looking into some statistics about this um, earlier today and I found some from Plan International and it said that actually 29% of girls felt uncomfortable discussing their periods with their fathers. So it's obviously not just a problem that kind of I feel like and obviously it's no disrespect to my dad. It's just something that I feel internally. But also even when I buy sanitary products myself, it makes me feel uncomfortable um I used to hide all my tampons underneath like all my shopping like oh no one can see them there's some sort of like thing that needs to be hidden something that needs to be concealed and even when I used to take them to the till I would like purposely avoid having to go to a till where I'd have to speak to a cashier because I was like I don't want anyone seeing the fact that I have tampons like is that not just the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard and it is it totally is but I am so the same like the other day I went to the shops purely for tampons so obviously that was the only thing that I had in my hand and then I went to the desk and it was like a middle-aged man and it was so uncomfortable I well okay I probably made it more uncomfortable than he was I mean he basically scans the stuff all the time but because it was like the only thing in my head I was like ah this man like knows I'm on my period this is embarrassing (laughs) and it's totally not and it's so funny actually that you said that you were um worried about getting your period totally understandable because obviously you were one of the first so it's like ooh, what is this but I was so buzzing when I got my period because I was so late like everybody had already had their periods for like one or two years and I was just so out of the loop I didn't get mine until I was like 16 like literally almost verging on 17. Oh my god I got mine when I was 12 so I was I remember you carrying that and I was like whoa (laughs) you were a woman (laughs) i was a woman age 12 honestly i always felt like i was like the tallest person in my class i feel like i had like boobs before the people and i was like fuck me i've got my period i'm actually like 40 by the time i was like 12 i hated it (laughs) it used to make me feel so embarrassed honestly it was awful but um yeah i feel like that is something that's totally commonly felt between a lot of girls and in those statistics i was talking about earlier actually 71 percent of people said they felt embarrassed buying sanitary products which is so high and it's something that obviously needs to come down it's just crazy 
Yeah, well, it's actually not surprising because think about the way when we were growing up that it was like such a hush-hush thing. Like, you know, at school, when people would have like those sanitary pad tins or like the little pouches that you could put like your tampons or your pads in because no one could see that you were on your period or no one could see them in your bag. Like it had to be discreet. Yeah, I literally had one of those. I remember my mum buying me like a tin, uh, one that could be like put my blazer, put my bag and it almost looked a bit like a pencil case. And I remember being like, why do we have to conceal our sanitary products? But obviously I was so embarrassed at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, this tin is like such a lifesaver. Like none of the people in my class will ever have to see that like I'm on my period. Like it was this like incriminating, horrible thing for you to have a period. Like what a joke. But like at that age... Do you know that, like, boys would, like, go through your um, school bags? I think it was, like, a kind of weird way of, like, flirting. <laughs> and they would just, like, go through your school bags and, like, pull stuff out. And if they pulled out, like, obviously, like, a tampon or something, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. I still get embarrassed by stuff like that now. I actually went um, for, like, a really, like, chill job interview a while ago and I went to sign something and I pulled what I thought was a pen out my handbag and it was a tampon and I, it was a guy <laughs> who I was speaking to and I have never been so embarrassed in my whole life I literally like went bright purple and like shoved it back in my bag but I was like why is this such a problem like obviously it was a bit like embarrassing for me and like I'll admit that I felt really like uneasy about it but it I was just mistaking it for a pen he probably didn't give a flying toss like he had a wife and he had kids like he probably knows what a fucking tampon looks like I know really it should have been like Oh, like pulling out like a handkerchief, like that kind of handkerchief? Who am I? Pulling out like <laughs> a 70 year old woman <laughs> pulling out her handkerchiefs from her bag. <laughs> but yeah no I am so with you on that one um I also kind of just wanted to add that I don't know if you did this as well when you were at school or at work or anything Antonia whenever I felt ill like I personally get really really bad period sickness so it actually sometimes makes me physically like vomit and I just get really really bad cramps and I used to literally hide that so much someone would be like oh like are you feeling okay like what like basically why do you look like you want to die and I'd be like yeah yeah I'm fine I've just got like a stomach bug or I've got food poisoning or like oh I, I just have like I don't know I would make up any excuse under the sun rather than telling someone even like girls like oh I'm on my period and that's why I've got a sore stomach and I just think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I am. I'm not really like. I'm very open, obviously, with my friends about it. But if I were at work, I wouldn't say. Um, but I'm not actually as um unfortunate as you in the period department. Oh. You have some rough times. It's really not a good time for anybody else that gets bad period pains. My heart really goes out to you. Honestly, I feel your pain. Um, but yeah, we kind of just wanted to give you a few wee tips on how to overcome any sort of period embarrassment um, and some things that you can do that we also want to try and implement in our own lives. Um, and I think one of those is to gradually normalise period products and period problems. So I know it's hard for a lot of people to say you have a sore stomach at work or at school because you have cramps, because you're on your period, but it really does actually make things so much better. Um, at the last place I worked at I had such bad cramps one day and I said to one of the girls I was working with I was like do you know what look like I feel really sick I'm on my period like I really like basically need a break and she was like oh my gosh like the best thing for periods is tonic water like flat tonic water which I'd never heard of before um, and she gave me a bottle of it and gave me a longer break and gave me some paracetamol and I was like why the hell have I not been telling people for years before now that I feel sick because I'm on my period because you get luxury treatment <laughs> like I, felt... I know people are so much more understanding yeah people are so much more understanding than you think um so I think that's definitely one you know if you feel confident enough to do it kind of implement that in your life and just tell people you're on your period because people really generally don't really care 
um and another one is just pick up those tampons put them in your basket like it's a packet of crisps it's not a big deal people see tampons all the time whatever you know have the confidence to do it. You know something, I actually think that um, Sean would probably have more confidence picking them up than I have. I haven't ever asked him to buy them, but I asked him how he would react if I'd asked him to collect them to see if he would obviously like find it weird. And then he was like, I would find it so exciting <laughs> being there. There's so many different kinds and so many different different ones. I wouldn't even know where to start, but I think it'd be so much fun. I was like, okay. <laughs> Tampon shopping is now fun. I like that. Actually. He's confident. Boys are so funny as well. I bet you he would give you something really random that would just be completely the wrong thing that you asked for just because there's actually so many options in the <laughs> shops but I like that story I love that um I also just think we want to reinforce the point that obviously it's a natural thing and it's nothing you should be ashamed of um actually in Tamil societies in India and Sri Lanka they hold coming of age ceremonies when girls start to menstruate um which I thought was really interesting I know and I was like imagine if we did that in the UK it would just like nobody would be embarrassed about it and it'd be such like a a nice thing i actually remember you'd be my... shouting about it you you would be you'd be buzzing i mean actually antonia you really should have had a party because you were excited when you got I your should period have had a party. <laughs> literally but um yeah so that's one that we wanted to touch on is periods and antonia have you got another one for us Yes, so another thing that I feel embarrassed about, and I know lots of my friends do too, is speaking to the doctors about intimate issues. And one of the main things that me and my friends were discussing um, the other day is how embarrassing it feels to have to get checked for STIs. Because there is such a strong stigma surrounding STIs, I think, especially for women, which makes it so hard to motivate yourself to go get tested. Um, And it's super interesting because I think we are gradually becoming a much more sex positive society and more open about sexuality in general. Um, And there are much more kind of open conversations about sex and contraception choices and abortion, but the same can't be said for STIs. And I feel like from a young age you kind of realize that STIs are stigmatized so like I guess from the jokes that are made about them at school or the gossip that surrounds them um, or kind of like what we see in the media or maybe even through religion and I guess that we take this through life and kind of internalize this message um, that there is almost this idea within society that if you have an STI you are quote-unquote loose or even dirty which is such an ignorant and backward way of thinking like it takes one person for you to get an STI so it doesn't matter whether you have slept with one person or you might be having casual sex like your sex life doesn't matter um you are free to do whatever you want like people have sex it's part of life and consequently so are stis one million stis are acquired every single day and i read somewhere online that over 50 percent of people will have had at least one sti by the time that they are 25 so it doesn't make sense that they are stigmatized they're so common, they're part of life, they're part of having sex, so they should just be treated like any other infection. But they're not, they still um, remain taboo. Um, I was reading an article in the New York Times written by Dr. Jen Hunter, who is a gynecologist, called Why Sexually Transmitted Infections Can't Shake Their Stigma. And she says she receives so many panic calls and social media messages from friends or complete strangers even about everything from missed periods, lost condoms, abortion complications, sex with food gone wrong (laughs) pretty much everything you can think of apart from STIs 
and she says in 30 years as working as a gynecologist she has only been asked about STIs outside of the office twice and she says that whilst this stigma does affect everybody it is women who bear the brunt of the stigma primarily there is this kind of culture I feel that if a guy has an STI he's kind of like given a pat on the back of the shoulder like oh well done you're having sex great whereas if a woman gets an STI she can be slut shamed for it and that backs up the statistic that I um, read online which says that 51% of young women responded that they don't want to bring up topics of sex or STIs in discussion with their doctors and obviously that is a confidential um, discussion that no one will ever hear about so it does just show how ingrained the stigma and the shame is is but it's not surprising that women do feel this way and women are thought of this way because she says in the article that this has been the way it's been for centuries so in the 1800s um when a person had quote pox which was either like syphilis or gonorrhea um a public declaration was required for assistance from the church wardens so they had to tell everybody that they had an STI and men and women with the same afflictions were sent to different places so women were sent to a workhouse and men were sent to a hospital shut is that horrific hang on a minute if you had syphilis you were sent to a workhouse and you had to tell everyone yes if you were a woman because they were so like shamed for it can I just say no wonder people are internally embarrassed And I can see the impact of that stigma within my own group of friends. So when we were having this conversation um, about STIs and the stigma surrounding it, one of my friends said that she had wanted to get checked, but she was so anxious about the thought of having to go into hospital and get checked. um, She was like saying that she would have felt embarrassed and uncomfortable that she ended up paying £30 to buy a test online that would get sent to her home she could do it and she could send it back and she paid five pounds for next day delivery to even make sure that nobody would be in the house when she got it because she felt like she just couldn't put herself in that position and that is obviously down to shame um that society kind of puts on women and that is so sad and it shouldn't be like that because the consequences of not getting checked are so serious um women can face fertility issues or have cervical cancer or issues during pregnancy so the fact that there is this shame is so dangerous um but on another note if you do want to get tested and you obviously are feeling the same way then it is a really good way to get yourself tested you can just do it at home and i think that the nhs does also offer free tests so if you are wanting to get tested and you don't want to go into hospital you should absolutely do that um and my other friend was saying that because she worked in a hospital she didn't want to be seen by anybody that she knew she didn't want the doctor to know her she felt like she didn't want to be known to have to have an STI check that it totally just put her off the idea completely when really they were being super sensible and just getting checked to make sure that things were okay and this is something that we should all be doing and it should be just as normal as any other type of checkup like You get your teeth checked, you go to the dentist, you go to the doctors, you get an STI check, you make sure everything's okay in that department. We should not have these feelings of shame and embarrassment surrounding getting an STI check. It should be normalised, it should be something that we are all doing. And I guess for this change to happen, there are things that are out of our control like sexual education in school, stuff like that. But um, in our personal lives, we can be as 
open as we can if people come to speak to us about things we can be as least judgmental as we can we don't need to act like it's a big deal it's normal we can support people as they go get tested encourage people to get tested and in the words of dr jen gunter having an sdi should have the same stigma as having influenza meaning none making people ashamed or judging them for their choices simply means they are less likely to be screened treated and get the care that can prevent infections and save lives and we don't want that for anyone be free and wild ooh baby <laughs> um yeah but no I totally agree with that another thing for me as well just with regards to speaking to doctors and being embarrassed and you know all the stuff we've just been discussing is um smear tests this is obviously such a normal thing and it's necessary that women do it so they can prevent any sort of serious illnesses I actually have never had one um I think you have to be older than is it 25 before you get a smear test I actually think they're maybe trying to lower it to 23 so it's actually maybe something that I should go and get very soon but I know that a lot of people are nervous about this you know just because they don't want to show their fannies to the doctors <laughs> um, but actually 3 million people um, over the age of 25 every year don't turn up to their smear tests and obviously we can't put this completely down to being embarrassed but I reckon it's definitely a massive contributing factor and you know it's something that I'd probably be a bit embarrassed about as well but I think it's something that we definitely need to normalise because, as Antonia said, super important to get yourself checked and it's something that we just shouldn't be embarrassed about because it's so natural. Um, and, you know, following on from that point as well, boys, don't forget to get your balls checked. On a slightly lighter note as well, I just wanted to add that I get really embarrassed when I get a wax. Like, why is that embarrassing? These people have literally seen it all before. They don't care and I'm like, oh my gosh. I can't do this. It gives me actual anxiety for like 24 hours before I go and get it done and it's just not a vibe. I hate it. Even buying like hair removal cream at the supermarket. Hate it. <laughs> Even when I was younger actually, sometimes buying razors, obviously you can use razors to shave your face, shave your legs, shave really? your armpits. I was like, I can't buy a razor. This is so embarrassing. Like, really? I'm so I never that. Yeah, it's so weird. I was just really over the top. But yeah, no, stuff like that really, really stressed me out. It did actually take you quite a lot of courage actually to go get a wax, didn't it? Because you wanted one for ages, but you were so nervous about it. Yeah, I was like, I'm absolutely not doing that. I cannot put myself in that compromised position. Really. It's vulnerable. You feel vulnerable. You're stretched out. You're naked. <laughs> not looking your best, are you? No, you're, <laughs> you're not looking prime. vulnerable uh yeah it's no it's just not a vibe for me can i actually just say i've been back like once since i got it done the first time but i'm <laughs> learning and that is the whole point and i felt one... like that at the beginning and i feel fine now just whip your clothes off it's fine it's fine no problem i think that is yeah definitely something that we need to remember though people have seen it all before they don't care actually um there was a piece written by dr punam christian in the glasgow times um where she basically emphasized that point and said that i need you to know that there's nothing us doctors have never seen and that leaving something unmanaged can sometimes be the beginning of an unfavorable end every day i hear at least one or two patients tell me how sorry they are to be coming in to talk to me about their bowels or how bad they feel that i have to examine their hemorrhoids people with issues affecting their sexual health or those who may have found a lump rash or other change in an intimate area feel very self-conscious and i want to remind you that there's absolutely nothing to be embarrassed about and that's coming from a doctor so if that doesn't tell you not to be embarrassed and i don't know what will yeah and obviously the same applies for getting a wax that's what they do all day every day who cares um but 
as much as I am saying that, it's definitely advice that I need to take for myself. <laughs> I get really uncomfortable in situations like that. I actually, oh my God, I remember this so well. Um, a few years ago, I have like, I call them Mongolian blue spots, but they're actually called some glomangiomas or something. Basically, they're like blue spots on my body. I have like a huge one on my leg and I have one on my bum. And they were super interested in my condition because I think it's really rare. I think you only get it in like certain ethnicities and white is not very common. Um, so they were wanting to do all the tests on me and super interested. And I had to go into the hospital and they were like flying in doctors. There was like 10 doctors in this room and they were like, okay, show us your bum. <laughs> show us your bum. <laughs> this is my worst <laughs> nightmare. I would have hated that. I was dying. I literally just had to just like half take down my trousers whilst they were all staring at my ass. And I was literally just like, I could really, really die right now. But if I went in with a new attitude now, really, I would know that they were super interested by the mark. Like that's all that they were caring about. And they see stuff like this all the time. And I was just making the situation so much more worse for myself. Um, I really should have just been like, you know, these things happen. It's fine. Literally, they were flying doctors in from different countries. They were just excited <laughs> to see your bum. There's no problem I know. with that. I should have owned it, my uniqueness. <laughs> oh, definitely. But yeah, that is definitely something that we all need to work on. And another thing I get embarrassed about, and I know a lot of other people do as well, is telling people your life goals. Um, I think we definitely need to normalise people being really ambitious. The number of times that I've kind of held back from telling my family and friends I want to do certain things is ridiculous because I'm scared that they're going to judge me. Like, what is up with that? They probably, one, wouldn't even judge me, and two, if they did, then why should I care? Um, examples of that is, like, this podcast, for example. I was like, well, I don't really want to tell anyone in case they're like, why would you do that? Or that's like a bit ambitious, like you're never going to follow it through. Um, I remember leaving school actually, I really wanted to do a ski season. And everyone was like, oh, you're too young to do that. Like, you can't do that. Like, you won't survive, like, in France by yourself for a year. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I'll just shut up about it. And I just won't tell anyone that's what I want to do because I'm scared someone's going to judge me. And I just think that's really sad. And I think if you do have a life goal, then just go for it. Like, don't care what people think about you if you want to set up a restaurant, set up a restaurant, obviously within your own means, do these things. But if you want to move to Australia and you can move to Australia, bloody move to Australia. Like just try and not really care about what people think. I think also a lot of it will probably come from feeling like you don't want people to see you fail. And that's what would put me off of sharing my life goals with people is that if I don't do it, then people are going to be like, oh, she's like, she's failed. Like that's embarrassing. Um, but what is more embarrassing is never trying. You should absolutely go for it. And if you fail, you fail. You can always try again, but at least that you know that you have given it everything or you know that it's not for you. Um, but I think kind of telling people your life goals definitely makes it become more of a thing. Like you start to almost like manifest it um, and you know that people are going to hold you accountable and ask you about it. And I think that kind of, you know, this sounds cheesy, but putting it out into the universe gives it a much better chance of kind of evolving. So we should definitely share them. Yes, I definitely agree. The haters are going to hate and, you know, most of the time they're just jealous. So absolutely go and achieve your goals. Antonia, anything else? Yes, um, definitely don't be embarrassed by the school that you went to or where you've grown up. Um, when I moved to Aberdeen, 
there seemed to be quite um, a large proportion of people who went to Aberdeen who went to private school and especially in freshers and stuff when everyone is getting to know each other there would always be like questions asked and like I feel like you kind of go around the circle and be like oh where are you from like what school did you go to and pretty much every single time that happened as soon as I said I was from Dundee everyone would be like oh wait oh scum like ha 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 and it would actually never bother me that much I would just laugh it off because I love Dundee I think it's absolutely class so I was kind of just like this is definitely more a reflection on you um than anything but there was this one time it was in a lecture um and this girl was bitching to me about some people being there who hadn't been to like private school and basically just insinuating that their education wasn't as good and like they weren't as kind of like worthy of being there and it was like literally just me and her having this conversation and I just sat there like a plum like mm. and I'm so annoyed at myself that I hadn't been like you're a dickhead and I really really wish that I had because looking back even though I would never say that like comments like that would affect me they obviously must have somehow or else I would have just been like oh I didn't go to private school so I obviously must have felt slightly kind of put out by what she said but it's funny because at home, like being from the ferry, you would kind of get called posh and then I went to uni and it like went the other way. So I feel like, you know, you just can't win. And depending what environment you're in, someone will probably always have something to say. So you should just own it and never be embarrassed about where you're from or your upbringing or your background or anything. Because if people have got something to say about it, it does reflect a lot more on them than anything. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely agree with that one. Um. So we've got some other kind of funny little ones that we think might be relatable to a few of you. So another one is don't be embarrassed of normal bodily functions. Okay, everybody that I speak to, one of their most embarrassing things is pooing in a public toilet. Okay, or actually peeing. Why does everyone hate doing this? You know, when you go into a public toilet and there's like one other person in there and it's quiet and you're just like, oh my God, I'm just shit and I can't go because someone else is going to be like, oh my God, she's just gone for a big plonker. Like, why is that embarrassing? Okay. That's me. That is, <laughs> I mean, that's actually me too. I don't really enjoy it unless I've had loads of coffee and I really, really am like, I need to go. But honestly, I feel like that's just like such a thing for everyone. Nobody enjoys doing that. And it's just like so natural. Everyone poos, everybody pees. Let's normalize it, you know? I used to spend so much time in the library toilets like trying to pee and I couldn't if there was somebody in like the cubicles beside me and you know that way like you've been sitting there and the other person knows that you're there and then it's been like 30 seconds of just awkwardness because I feel like then the other person starts to feel awkward and then you're both feeling awkward and no one's peeing and it's like fuck like who's gonna go first and it's awful and I get I get so worked up about it yeah me too or do you know what I used to always do wait until someone used the hand dryer you wait yeah, until someone flush the toilet. Yeah, or flush the toilet. And like, oh my god, this is my opportunity. I can pee. And like, why is <laughs> it's just ridiculous? Or I even remember like going on like school trips when I was younger, um, with like boys in my school. We went on like a third year trip, and there was like twelve of us, and we all like had like dorm rooms and like all shared the bathrooms. And I was like, oh my god, like, I can't go for like a poo. Like, what if one of the boys knows that I've been for a poo? Like, that's so embarrassing. That is honestly the same as me when um I did go to Edinburgh. The thought of having to go to the toilet gave me such bad anxiety that I literally, like, didn't go for a poo the whole, like, five-day trip. And it was horrific. Obviously, hiking all 
day it was like one of the worst experiences oh, ever oh so no bad. really stocked yourself up that's not a good time on dv as well <laughs> oh no no thanks although do you remember when you did do that on dv and then you had to bring the little like shovel thing and you had to like bury your poo that was weird as well i didn't like doing that i felt <laughs> yeah. like such a although freak. i never i honestly never did it not once that's actually mental i'm quite impressed i am quite impressed but yeah we just wanted to say normalize pooing and peeing in public toilet it's really not a big deal and another thing that I get a bit embarrassed by, mum, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to say it, but is my parents. This is definitely <laughs> something that has gotten better with age, but like, I don't know if anybody else gets embarrassed by their parents, but like, holy shit, my mum is just the <laughs> loudest person you will ever meet in your life. You can hear her from bloody miles away. She always like pulls up at places to like drop me off and she like rolls down the window and goes, bye! like really really loudly and I'm like oh my god shut up this is so embarrassing or like if we're like across like the aisle in the supermarket like I'll be like oh mum I'm just running around to get some I don't know a lettuce or something then you could hear her from like halfway across the shop being like Charlotte can you pick up a cucumber and I'm like oh my god <laughs> there are 200 other people in the supermarket like can you please be quiet you're embarrassing me in front of all these people that I don't know um but you know what I have realized especially in the last year I have become my mother I am so loud okay I don't know why I agree with you there <laughs> yeah I, I don't know why I've always been like oh my god my mom's so loud this is so embarrassing I am her. I am so loud. I am probably one of the loudest people that I know and it's ridiculous and I feel like I've just realised as I've got older that, you know, everyone has parents. Just try to embrace the embarrassment as much as obviously you can and just roll with it because one day that's going to be you. <laughs> no, I could completely agree with you. Um, also, sorry, mom, but she um, worked at my high school. So obviously that's quite that's quite a rough one, having like your parent work at your school. Um, and we were actually laughing about this the other day. But she used to run everywhere. Shut like, up. Through the corridors. <laughs> through the corridors, just running. She would just run everywhere. And I'm like, oh, there's your mum, running. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I used to get so embarrassed and so annoyed at her. I'd be like, stop running, like, stop running. Also, you're also not allowed to run in the corridors. So, I mean, I thought it was, like, saying quite a bad example. But, um, <laughs> you know, looking back, she was, she was just in a rush. You know, like, she was just in a rush. And she used to, well, she does, like, all this... Um, eco stuff for school which is so cool and I'm like so impressed and so proud of it um now but obviously like when you're a bit younger like it wasn't so cool then <laughs> and like, <laughs> like people used to kind of like say stuff and like this one guy um came up to me like in the English class he just walked past and he was just like seen your mum emptying the bins and I was like cool <laughs> I thought you'd be so embarrassed by like just like that one comment but I should have just been like yeah you know like starting out the recycling recycling's cool my mom's sorting out the bins okay she's the equal lady she's really cool like why are you being a dick why are you making these comments but like I know comments like that when you're a kid like really cut you up as well you're like oh my god like I'm so embarrassed I know it's so silly um but yeah no I totally agree with that one that's all it is <laughs> honestly yeah so there are a couple of the things that you know we get really embarrassed about and not that we hope you guys get embarrassed about them as well but we hope that they are some things that are quite relatable and hopefully we can all realize together that these are things we do not need to feel embarrassed about and they're just part of life you know 
Absolutely, we need to own them. So that brings us to the next section, which is the things we are loving. So Charlotte, what have you been loving? The thing I have been loving this week is bringing it back to periods. Because for all you gals out there like me who get really bad cramps, I would definitely recommend these period patches. They're called BU patches. I actually first heard of them on Zoe Suggs' YouTube channel. Um, and they work really well um, and they're really good for if you're like at work or at school or somewhere like you can't have a hot water bottle Um, I carry around a hot water bottle like all the time but you basically just like stick them onto your stomach they're like strips and they have like a really cooling um, effect they also smell really nice I think they're like eucalyptus flavor or something um, and they basically just like ease any sort of period cramps and they're really easy to use and you can buy them on like so many online shops so we'll definitely give them a link in our Instagram of course but yeah we definitely recommend them I think they're the things that I'm loving this week. Antonia what have you got for us? So we are back with the TED Talks if you think we're obsessed with them it's because we are sorry um but this week's TED Talk recommendation is um one by Teodora Elvira Wee and it's called how talking about sex could end STIs um so it's really funny and actually eye-opening um talk that she does and she was a medical officer for the World Health Organization and she says that she's seen how alarming the statistics are on STIs and how they're rising. And she talks about how so much of that is because of the stigmatization of it and because people don't want to get checked. Um, and she talks about how her favorite thing to imagine is a world when STIs are treated just like any other infection. And that is the world that she wants to live in. Um, but it's a very frank conversation about it. And it was really informative as well. So it's definitely worth a watch. So as always, it is now time for our cheesy quote a la Charlotte. So what do we have today? Today we have, be funny, be daring and be creative as possible. Embarrassment is only in your mind. It's not really happening. And I feel like if there's anything to take away from this podcast, then that is it. And we hope you have all had a great week. We hope you have enjoyed this. We hope to see you returning again next week. And thank you so much for all your support as always. We really appreciate it. So thank you and good night. Good night. Bye.